0: From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: You've guessed that it, it is the national news for week commencing September 27, 2020 in our 25th year of non-stop news. I'm Graham VK4BB and today as usual we're joined by Felix VK4FUQ, Jason VK2LAW and Bruce VK3FFF and along the way we'll hear a follow-up to the story last week about fertilisation on 40 metres, how an old 16-inch TV knocked out an entire town's internet and details of a contest called the Day of the Wales Memorial Contest. In news from WIAHQ, our Vice President has good news on just how well the WIA's online examination trial has been accepted. Well, accepted by all but one club, which will remain nameless. In local VK comms news, Jonathan Nally, writing in Critical Comms Online magazine, speaks of the New South Wales bushfire inquiry. The bushfire inquiry has made a range of recommendations for strengthening that state's emergency communications capabilities. The final report of the inquiry has been released and it makes numerous recommendations for improving the fighting of bushfires and boosting the technology and resources available to firefighters and emergency management authority. Many of those recommendations concern communications. To start with, the inquiry found there are several problems with New South Wales Public Safety Network, the PSN, formerly known as the Government Radio Network, including the well-known issues of coverage, forcing agencies to rely upon PMR networks that can't provide broadband data services. The report also states that despite work to provide connectivity between the PSN and the Queensland Government Wireless Network – there is no multi-state interoperability for wide-area communications, and New South Wales radios must be physically fitted to interstate metropolitan firefighting vehicles when they arrive in New South Wales. And in news from Old Wales, the mystery of why an entire village lost its broadband every morning at 7am was solved when engineers discovered an old television was to blame. A pensioner couple in Wales were unaware their old 16-inch bush TV set would emit signals which would interfere with the entire village's broadband. After 18 months, engineers began an investigation after a cable replacement program failed to fix the issue. Broadband's open-reach engineer, Michael Jones, said the company's chief engineering team helped to solve the mystery by using a spectrum analyzer to look for a phenomenon known as shine, or single high-level impulse noise. The embarrassed householders owning the TV promised not to use that television again, and the village now has a stable broadband signal. Hey, you're not a WIA member? Well, details on how you can become a member, just email nationaloffice at wia.org.au. Again, that's national office at wia.org.au, or click the link on the bottom right of the home page at wia.org.au. Now, WIA Director and
2: Vice President, Lee Moyle, VK3GK. You may recall about three weeks ago I announced the WIA had released the online trial foundation exam portal as a response to the many requests from potential foundation candidates needing access to trial exam practice. Well, the response from users is that it has been an overwhelming success. Several successful candidates have contacted me and have praised the WIA initiative enabling entry into amateur radio becoming more accessible to them by improving their confidence in being successful at their first attempt. In fact, nearly everyone we have had feedback from has been incredibly positive so far. Some recent statistics from earlier this week revealed that over 1,100 trial exams have been attempted and completed since the 3rd of September until the 24th of September this month. That's only in 21 days. We had over 300 unique IP addresses and one person attempted 62 exams, but the record was 82 exams completed. Definitely one who just wanted to make sure they passed with 100%, I think. I expect the outcome will be an influx of foundation exam applications for our friends at AMC to process. So expect some new call signs popping up on the band shortly. Word has it that many of the new foundation licensees are now studying to upgrade to standard and advanced while in study mode. And they're also asking about more easily accessible online study materials. Let's see what we can do. Some people refer to the current questions and answers trial exams as learning by rote, or it being just a multi-guess exam. While well, this is definitely not true, as any good educator would know, and was supported by an article I recently found on Doug, VK4ADC's website, with a reference to a University of Queensland comment that was referring to multi-choice questions and knowledge which stated, many students believe that multi-choice exams require them only to recognise true statements. However, Multiple choice exams require many more skills than just recognition. They require students to distinguish between right and wrong and also to use a variety of higher order thinking skills such as the ability to analyse content, synthesise material and apply knowledge in order to determine those distinctions. The reality is if you don't know the material, don't expect to achieve the 70% pass mark just by guessing. On another note, the WA board is pleased to thank uh, Peter Schrader, VK4EA, for stepping up and offering to manage the WIA social media and content working group. Peter and his team will have some exciting initiatives coming up for all of us shortly for promoting the WIA. AR Magazine seems to be appearing faster than one can finish reading the previous edition. A big thanks to Roger Harrison and the PubCom team for getting things in order. By the looks of it, we are back on track for delivery of the standard six issues of AR Magazine by year end. A great result. Our only pressing issue now seems to be Australia Post and the inconsistency in delivery attributed to the staffing levels and restrictions. Even the local metro areas, and especially noted in COVID lockdown Melbourne and surrounds, where some of the recipients managed to get both editions delivered on the same day. That's it for me. 7-3 is from Lee, VK3GK. Across Australia from
1: VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service, which can be heard in the ACT and Canberra region through our Mount Janini repeaters on 146.950 and 438.050 every Sunday at 0900 local. On behalf of the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club broadcast team, this is Amanda, PK1WX. On the education scene, radio clubs and training courses. A popular way to learn more about amateur radio is to attend interesting lectures, often held by knowledgeable radio amateurs. There are over 70 radio clubs with training courses for the foundation licence alone. Now, some training courses are held over several weeknights, whilst most are on a weekend. And of course, COVID-19 restrictions are in place, so double-check. Contact details for radio clubs offering training and assessments can be found under Affiliated Radio Clubs on wia.org.au. Most questions about how to join the ranks of amateur radio may be answered by the WIA through our website. So if you have a question, complete the online form, wia.org.au. From Australia, this is
0: VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
3: International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART. Amateur radio newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason VK2LAW. We begin this week's international news from India. The Millennium Post describes how radio amateurs were involved again in helping to reunite someone with their family after 15 years. The newspaper says. A person from Madhya Pradesh, who had gone missing on his way to Kashmir, 15 years back, reunited with his family Saturday last with the help of ham radio enthusiasts from West Bengal. Badri Prasad, 43-year-old, was going on a family tour in Kashmir on a train. He alighted at a station near Delhi to buy snacks and never got back onto the train. His family members couldn't trace him. Then, 15 years later, Prasad was discovered roaming like a vagrant on a road in Bangowan. He gave his original town name and ham radio folks swung into action and tracked his family of 15 years ago, finally reuniting them. Nordic Radio Amateur Union, NRAU, is celebrating its 85th anniversary. Founded in 1935 by pharmacist John Frederick Carlson, Sierra Mike 6 Uniform Alpha Its aim is to coordinate radio amateur activities and work towards a common solution for Nordic countries. The NRAU members are Denmark, Faroe Islands, Iceland, Norway, Finland and Sweden. To shed light on the organization's 85-year-old history, Eric Sierra Mike 6, Juliet Sierra Mike, had searched the archives in Carlsberg for the first statutes written in 1936... And an article in QTC magazine number seven in 1949. 2020 ITU radio regulations now available. The 2020 edition of the ITU's 2020 radio regulations, which will come into force on the 1st of January 2021, is now available as a free download from the link we like in this week's text edition of WIA National News. RF pollution from electric vehicle wireless chargers. Veron reports IARU Region One President Don Beatty Golf Three Bravo Juliet is ringing the alarm on WPTEV. WPTEV stands for wireless power transmission for electric vehicles. Wireless car chargers with high power of twenty kilowatts. A translation of the Veron post reads. Dodd says the discussions about WPTEV have reached a point where they're moving from the technical to the political arena. Discussions with a national regulator indicate that we must now take action at the national level. The amateur service, but also other telecommunications services, will experience the consequences of WPTEV. Dodd Beattie adds, In the interests of the future of amateur radio, we need to get the attention of national regulators so will you please take action? Donny is on hand to assist national associations should they require further documentation. This is about the future of amateur radio. To Canada Now, Radio Amateurs of Canada 2020 conference on YouTube. Some great video here, and when viewing it, would help if we all took heed of the great article in AR Magazine Issue 3 written by VK2 Golf Charlie Echo. Between verification and validation by Brian Clark, he explains how ideas that work in one country may not appear to work in another. But back to Canada, where Sunday, September 20th, the Radio Amateurs of Canada held their 2020 conference and AGM Online. These videos are now available to watch on YouTube. Among the videos are Amateur Radio and Youth, Getting Started with Amateur Radio Satellites, 6m FT8 DXing, Amateur Radio Hotspots, A Quick Overview. The first video contains the keynote presentation, a fireside chat, amateur radio during the global pandemic and other topics. In the USA, it was like the opening scene from a movie. Cars pulled over on a busy freeway with everyone gawking in disbelief at what they were seeing. Drivers in New Jersey on September 14 thought a flying saucer was hovering above them but in reality it was just another day in 2020 and the UFO was an aircraft from planet Earth, the Goodyear blimp. With just the right lighting conditions, viewing angle and reflections, the blimp looked like a classic flying saucer. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, and as I leave you this week, it's to Sweden. Sierra India 9 Alpha Mike to close. The amateur radio visitor's station, Sierra India 9 Alpha Mike in Ragunda, Sweden was established in 2000 and is now set to go QRT. WIA National News Editor Graham
1: VK4 Baker-Baker has more. It was established 20 years ago and is owned by eight radio clubs in Sweden's third call area. There have been no guest operators, however, since the COVID-19 pandemic and its board has opted to cease operations on the 1st of December. Since the visitor's station opened on July 19, 2000, it has logged about 160,000 QSOs. The station is known as the King Longkorn Memorial Amateur Radio Visitor Station and is located near the Thai Pavilion that opened in 1998 to honour the Thai King's visit to the Swedish town in 1897. SI 9AM President Jorgen SM3FJF made the announcement, adding that all QSL cards and SI 9AM awards will still be sent for confirmed radio contacts. Feeling like I'm on the set of the King and I, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB.
0: Across Australia, from VK1WIA you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Hunter Valley, it's relayed on 146.775 MHz and 3.565 MHz at 9.30am and 7.30pm Sundays. On behalf of West Lakes Amateur Radio Club Incorporated, I'm Greg BK2CW. Ham Radio Operational
4: News. It's Context Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Oceania Contest Voice from 0600 hours UTC Saturday October 3 to 0600 hours UTC Sunday October 4. CW from 0600 hours UTC Saturday October 10 to 0600 hours UTC Sunday October 11. CQ Worldwide DXSSB October 24, 25. CQ Worldwide DXCW November 28, 29. Also in November is the Day of the Wilds Memorial Contest, seventh eighth november twenty twenty. This contest is in memory of Karine Dubois, f Five ISY who developed the Wales Contest. Rules are on their Facebook group and at the links in this week's WIA National News. Wilds around the globe will remember her the weekend of Saturday seventh of November and Sunday the eighth of November. December sixth to eight, one sixty meters worldwide. December 14, 15, 10 metres worldwide. All major Australian contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. DX Window Australian Special Event Special Event sign VI-75 WW2 is active until November eleventh, 2020. To commemorate the 75th anniversary of the end of the Second World War. Aruba Members of the Aruba Amateur Radio Club will be QRV with a special event call P42WW this month of September to commemorate the end of World War II. QSL via P41G. Now as I leave you this week, it's to beacon news. New Montemo Beacon Network for South Africa. Following the successful launch of the two metre Bethlehem Beacon in December 2019, The South African VHF Working Group has been investigating digital options so that a reverse beacon network could be established to monitor the various propagation modes, such as tropospheric propagation and others. The reverse beacon network will be able to send SMS alerts when an opening occurs. At its monthly meeting this past week, the group agreed to develop a multi-mode beacon network with next-generation beacons in Cape Town, the Karoo, and the current Bethlehem site. The new beacons will transmit a digital signal, a Morse code signal, and a continuous tone that can be used for frequency calibration. For BK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Iningham
1: at the Q News workbench. Soldering iron down, calculators out. Amateur Radio Software Award Special Event Station K1A is active for the Amateur Radio Software Award. Between September 25 and October 4, 2020, the special event station promotes innovative, free and open amateur radio software. The 2020 Amateur Radio Software Award recipient, Anthony Goode, and his K3NG Arduino CW Kia Software project will be honoured during the event and nomination for the 2021 awards will also be encouraged. The Amateur Radio Software Award is an annual international award for the recognition of software projects that enhance amateur radio. The award aims to promote amateur radio software development which adheres to the same spirit as amateur radio itself. Innovative, free and open.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text at wia.org.au.
5: Hello, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF in sunny Bendigo. Worldwide special interest group news. Astronomical. Last week, Jupiter had 79 moons. This week, it may have 600 more, including some that go backwards. A new study says that there may be as many as 600 small irregular moons orbiting Jupiter. An irregular moon is a minor object that used to orbit the sun, but was captured by a giant planet early on in the solar system's history. Having swapped from being sun-orbiting to planet-orbiting, they often have eccentric orbits, distant, inclined, retrograde, they orbit backwards. Worldwide special interest groups, ATV, Ham Radio Club Talk Collection on YouTube, a collection of Denby Dale Amateur Radio Society online talks are now available for everyone to watch on YouTube or maybe use as program content on your ATV repeaters. The talks include Amateur Radio on Satellites and the International Space Station... Introduction to Amateur Television, Bob Heil, K9 EID, His Radio Journey, Having Fun and Learning Morse Code, High Altitude Balloons, Building Magnetic Loop Antennas, Working DX Without Spending Loads, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. AO7 is approaching a return to full illumination sometime around this very weekend and will last until approximately December 26th. During this time, it is likely AO7 will switch between modes A and B, 2m 10m and 70cm 2m every 24 hours. So, get those 10-metre antennas ready to enjoy Mode A every other day. On another note, here's a reminder and request to remember to keep the power down. Andrew, KO4MA, AMSAT VP Operations, says he has observed, sometimes, several different stations, usually in the middle of the pass band, ditting away on CW in an attempt to find themselves. This often bounces the entire passband up and down and sometimes causes the transponder to reset or flip to mode A. Try to find yourself with very low power or on SSB or best with full Doppler control and the other users will thank you. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio The 2020 Annual General Meeting for Wisen New South Wales was to be held Saturday by teleconference. Also, in VK2, Volunteer Memorial Day for 2020 is at Mrs Macquarie's Chair in the Domain Sunday the 11th of October. In-person attendance is via invitation only, but the event will also be streamed online. Emergency exercise, Austria Off Grid. On October 3rd, radio amateurs will participate in the nationwide emergency exercise, Austria Off Grid. A siren rehearsal will take place on October 3rd, 2020, during the annual Civil Defence Test Alarm. But not only the function of the sirens for alerting the population will be tested on this day, but also the communication that takes place after an alarm is sent. Alerting by means of a siren and subsequent communication via radio is a realistic scenario assuming that no further information is known we radio amateurs should proceed in accordance with the emergency communication leaflet the oe hams have during this austria wide emergency radio exercise radio stations of the federal armed forces orf a1 garnita ORK and energy suppliers are also QRV on amateur radio bands. Special Interest Groups Worldwide Flora and Fauna Parks Program David Giles, VK5DG-3, has successfully claimed the first KRMNPA Merit Award with satellite endorsement. Commencing his satellite activations of eligible VK3 national parks in 2011, David gradually increased his satellite activations to 25 parks in 2018 and completed all 45 eligible parks during an intense period of activations across the annual KRMNPA activation period in 2019. David has submitted an excellent article detailing his equipment, techniques and experiences which was published in the park's SOTA pages of Issue 2, 2020 of the AR Magazine, pages 52 and 53. With the previously announced cancellation, I think all of VK3 will be looking forward to 2021 when the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award will kick off again. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F.
1: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Northern Victoria, it can be heard on VK3 RMP 147.275 at 10am on Sundays. I'm Matthew McKernan, VK3 MJM, on behalf of Scouts Victoria, VK3 SCM. WIA National News continues now with the social scene. 2020 VK7, Miana QSO Master, Saturday, October 24. VK4, the Rockhampton Amateur Radio Club's annual dinner, Saturday, November 28. The Tark Christmas Party, Sunday, the 13th of December. The Tark Christmas Lights Tour, Friday, the 18th of December. And the Chark AGM Lake Maraboon is happening this weekend. 2021. VK four it's Tark again, that do all club. Tark Australia Day Long Week Family Radio Camp Thursday afternoon the twenty first to Thursday afternoon the twenty sixth of January. VK two the Wyong Field Day Feb twenty eight. Alara Meet twenty twenty one happens in Bendigo VK three, October one to four. And in VK seven the biennial Hamfest Miana Community Hall, November.
5: This is VK one WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Ah, the final,
1: final, copper-plated. Following the French discovery of 7MHz RF benefiting the growth of plants in last week's WIA national news, we have more now thanks to Paul, G4MWO, editor of the 5 Meg newsletter. After having dug to a depth of 10 feet last year, French scientists found traces of copper wire dating back 200 years and came to the conclusion that their ancestors already had a telephone network more than 150 years ago. Not to be outdone by the French, in the weeks that followed, American archaeologists dug to a depth of 20 feet before finding traces of copper wire. Shortly afterwards, they published an article in the New York Times saying American archaeologists, having found traces of 250-year-old copper wire, have concluded that their ancestors already had an advanced high-tech communication network 50 years earlier than the French. A few weeks later, the British Archaeology Society of Northern England reported the following. After digging down to a depth of 33 feet in the Skipton area of North Yorkshire in 2011, Charlie Hardcastle, a self-taught local amateur archaeologist, reported he had found absolutely bugger all. Charlie had therefore concluded that 250 years ago, Britain had already gone wireless. Just makes you proud to be British.